thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. My name is Audra Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the toughest challenges we face whilst working 24-7. Today's topic is all about juggling shift work around family, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to be able to relate to. And to talk more about this topic, I've got mother of two, Mary Lee Sheehorn from Brisbane as our guest speaker today. Originally from Taheke in New Zealand, Mary Lee currently works as a change manager at Sun Super whilst also studying for a Bachelor of Science degree majoring in nutritional medicine at Endeavour College of Natural Health. She has a very good appreciation of what it's like to juggle family life around haphazard rosters, not only working shift work herself, but whilst also having her husband work shift work too, which no doubt would have presented even more challenges. So to chat further about shift work and family, I'd like to give a warm, healthy shift worker welcome to Mary Lee. Hi, Audra. Thanks for having me here today. You're welcome. And I think our listeners would have just recognised there's a a bit of a strange accent there. Um, As I said, you're from a place called Taheke in New Zealand. Where exactly is that? Um, Taheke is in the far north of the North Island, so um, it's right smack bang in the middle of an isthmus, so it takes 45 minutes to get to the east coast and 45 minutes to get to the west coast, so right bang in the middle. Very good, excellent. Well, um, I'm actually really um, looking forward to our our interview today, so thank you so very much for being here. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking with you today because I don't have children of my own, so it's going to be a great to get your insights into some of the challenges that you've had to overcome whilst working 24-7. And I'm also going to be interested in hearing some of the benefits from your perspective too, because there are definitely benefits from working shift work. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it actually, it's worked very well for us, um, the, the, the whole shift working family. So I know that uh, it does have a bit of a negative connotation, the whole idea of working shifts, but we were able to make it work for us. So it'd be, be good to be able to share that. Brilliant. Excellent. Alrighty. So I guess to kickstart off the interview, I'm really curious about your shift working journey um, and what industry were you working in at the time, how you got started and how you ended up here in sunny Queensland. Okay, that's um, that's quite a long story, but I'll try and keep it short. Um, I had uh, my first job was working as a shift worker, um, so at 14 I went off and worked at the local um, takeaway joint, it was called Homestead, it was, uh, it's a bit like KFC, only it, it just never got that big, um, and I'd do a shift three times a week from four till eight after school, um, so I came from a shift working family, my, my dad was a shift worker, so it just seemed really normal. Um, for me to do that, um, I loved it because it was um, it was quite social. Um, I had really overprotective parents, so they didn't like me sort of going out and hanging out with my mates. But I was allowed to go to work three or four times a week, so um, it just meant they knew where I was and what I was doing. Um, and I liked it because it gave me freedom, obviously, to to be able to you know earn some money. Um, and I actually kept doing that. Um, even after I got permanent work because again I found it really social so for me being a shift worker has always been um, a really social kind of activity Um, you know you're there with your friends often the people that you're working with are you know they're they're close to the same age as you and often have same interests and 
and uh, so yeah, so I always I always really enjoyed it. Um, when I started working in offices, I was working in, in law, legal offices as a as a secretary. Um, I still after work would would um, have part time jobs and and on the weekends. So I I kind of got out of um, takeaway joints and ended up working in pubs and and restaurants because again you know I could I could do the shift work um, if I needed more money I'd do weekend work because you know we were getting penalties and I know they're trying to kill that off at the moment um, and the HR manager and me actually says yeah it's about time because you know it's, it's seven days but you know the, the, the shift worker and me says no weekends and weekends are really important so um, anyway uh, and I would go to work on the weekends because I knew that I could get the extra the extra shifts it was it was triple time back then on a Sunday so that was a, you know that was a winner um you know triple time yeah so I was um you know saving up for cars and holidays and things like that so again it worked for me so when I met my husband I was studying so again the shift working was really handy because it meant that I was able to work and study um and I was working in a hotel um and so was he we had about 450 staff at the property that we worked at so it was quite a large hotel um, and yeah that, that helped fund um, both my studies and the ski holidays that you have to have when you're a student um, in 20 something um, and yeah so met my husband um, started a family and 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 so the story goes so we the hospitality industry has has been really good for us um, because because it has given us the flexibility um, to you know to be able to have a life and have a family and and to be able to travel, mm. I think has been the other really big thing. Mm. You know we've we've lived in some um, amazing places because of that industry, which is a shift working industry. Um, so we left Auckland when the girls were really young, moved to Christchurch. Um, we both worked shifts while we were there and, and we juggled that. We were able to juggle our shifts either by requesting, you know, having, you know, no work days. That, 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 those were Darren's work days and vice versa. Um, but we were lucky enough to have my mum who lived with us. Um, she had a granny flat um, at the back of our house. So for the first five years of the kids' life, they either had their mother, their father or their grandmother on tap 24-7. So that was, you know, it was really good. Um, we left Christchurch and went to Queenstown, um, which, of course, you know, the, the thrilling hospitality capital of uh, New Zealand. Um, and uh, that's where I actually exited pretty much from shift work. Um, I got, I was working as a human resources manager in a hotel um, and uh, Darren was continued to work shift work. Um, and we just made that work. He, he worked predominantly nights. I worked mainly days. Um, he would, I'd get home from work, he would have dinner cooked, we'd sit down and have dinner as a family and then he'd go off and do his, do his shifts where he was working. Um, that then took us to Hamilton Island where we lived up there um, and again Darren worked shifts um, seven days a week and um, it was about there that I got, I started to get a bit jack of it because I wasn't seeing my husband and it was, it was a great life, don't get me wrong, living on Hamilton Island's pretty cool. There's only 42 kids at the school, so the kids really enjoyed it. But there wasn't much of a relationship then. But, you know, the, the, the kids are seven and eight, Darren's always at work, I'm kind of just hanging out waiting for my husband to come home. and So that, that was a bit hard. So when we moved down to the Gold Coast, um, we... 
started to look at you know both of us having um, more day work and it didn't work out that way though Darren got more work he was running a um, he actually t- turned a uh, private residence into a um, private uh, into a into a, a venue a wedding venue and it had a um, had a private golf course on it so he was running that um, which also meant that there was a bit of juggling going on um, but it made it easier then with the girls because I had you know, Monday to Friday work. So, um, and by now, you know, mum said she wasn't going to follow us all around the world. She'd already figured out I was a gypsy. So, <laughs> so I lost her in Queenstown. I left her in Christchurch when we went to Queenstown. But, um, yeah, look, it, it was... Uh, up until recently, Darren was still... He, he went back. He's got some sort of affliction, I think, because he just keeps going back to shift work. <laughs> Um, so he's only just given given that up and gone back. So we're we're finally the kids have left home and we're finally, you know, finally gotten out of it. Hopefully, for sure this time. <laughs> Even though it's been good to us, it's like okay, the time's come. We're just too old to be working shifts and on our feet. I think is probably the other thing. Watching him is, it's just you know long hours, sixteen hour days on your feet. The man was disappearing. So. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Wow, that's an extensive. <laughs> time frame of working shift work Mary Lee and and particularly you know even harder when your husband is also working shift work and that's actually you've already answered a question I was going to ask about you know what was it like you know having your husband work that shift work as well did you have friends and family helping out and and yes by the sounds of it you did with family which would make a huge amount of difference and I know uh, I know that there's people out there that don't have that um I guess, luxury, I suppose, to be able to call on their family, to be able to do that, and hence childcare becomes a big part of the upbringing. And then we've got the financial side of that to keep in consideration. So, um, yeah. I um, I remember seeing two of my former workmates, um, uh, they, were, they were actually a married couple who were both working for Qantas at the time, having to quite literally pass the children over in the car park as they changed shifts. Did you ever encounter a challenging situation like this or something similar? Yeah, yeah, we've probably had to do that a few times, um, right from when the girls were babies. Um, so when, even when I only had one, and, and our kids are really close together, they're only 12 months apart. I'm not quite sure what happened there, but... Um, <laughs> we know what happened. But... Um, um, I would I would work until two o'clock and then race home and um, and then Darren would literally hand the baby over and get in the car because we had one car as well and and then go to work so we we've kind of done a bit of that um, over the years I, I I got a bit clever as time went on you know obviously Mum wasn't on tap constantly um, so there were a few things I, some of the tricks that I used um, for for filling in that that time in between when I got home and Darren had to go because obviously once he was in management he he was working you know ten hour shifts not just uh, going in and doing a five hour here and there um, so uh, one of the tricks that we had was um, we would go to the nanny school and they all have to do practicals. And so we would have um, the student uh, childcare workers come in and stay with us and they would be our go-between. So for them... Sorry, Mary Lee, what exactly do you mean by practical? What is that? So um, 
as part of their learning, as part of their um, as part of their studies, they have to do hands-on work in a home with um, with children. In in the same way that we do now, as as practitioners, um, we go into clinic into student clinic. They would have to go and do residentials, um, either in a childcare agency or with a family if they were wanting to do nannies or au pair work, depending on the course they were doing. And so um, we were quite favourable to um, one of the schools because um, having two children so close together was a, quite a challenge for the for the um, for the student nannies or the student um, au pairs. So they would spend some time with me and the girls. Um, you know, during the day, and then if I had to go to work, or if you know, in between time, we they were there by themselves, which kind of covered Darren and I, but it also met their learning requirements as well. So that that was just a, a handy thing that that happened. Um, and then in one job, I had I had a uh, a an assistant who was only part time. She only did twenty hours a week, and she wanted she wanted full time work, and so I actually paid her her other twenty hours. So she would work with me in the morning as my HR assistant, and then at two o'clock she'd go um, and she'd pick the girls up from school and take them to swimming lessons and help them with their homework and do all of those sorts of things until I got home, um, because Darren was at work. He was you know he would have left, so it was really only a couple of hours coverage, and and, and the, the kids were at an age where just being in after-school care wasn't enough. So we've used the after-school care system as well, which has been good. But, you know, if your kids want to do extracurricular activities, then sometimes that works from a shift working perspective because, you know, Darren can be there. But if you've got a rotating rotor, that just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay when you've got, like, set shifts, but his, his weren't. So um, having those, again, that extra pair of hands. And, you know, we had to pay for that. Um, mm-hmm. But it was well worth it. So, yeah, we've, we've definitely had those challenges of what are we going to do and, you know, finding somebody who, can you go to your friend's place? Um, but it's only ever been in the afternoons because by then I was working during the day. It's not like it's trying to find somebody to look after the kids at 8 o'clock at night because of the shifts changes or anything. It was always at a reasonable time of the day where there was some kind of care. But like you say, then, then there's a cost that, that's involved in that and you've got to kind of question, am I earning enough? Am I actually paying more? in childcare because there's two kids in childcare than what I'm earning because sometimes that's not that's exactly the case you're spending more than you're actually earning and you've got to question whether it's worthwhile actually on that note Mary Lee what are your real thoughts on that because that must be a dilemma for so many people that they're going to work just paying for their childcare um, you know payments they must obviously sometimes be questioning is it worth it should I just you know stay at home what's your thoughts on that yeah it's difficult I guess I can only speak from my experience um, there was one time where I uh, went to get a full-time job um, and because of the money that we would have com- in com- combination would have been earning, um, we would have lost all of our childcare rebates and things like that. Um, and so it absolutely, I think we would have been to the tune of $15,000 less per annum if I'd have gone to work. Um, wow. And that was in a full-time job. And so the answer at that time was I went back to working part-time and I worked part-time working shift work. So it actually became um, 
it was the, again the shift work was my my saviour in that case because I was able to work around the girls. Um, I was able to work around um, you know Darren's hours and 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 able to I was probably doing about thirty five hours a week anyway, um, but it wasn't in my you know I was I, I went to uni and did um, social work. I've got a background in behavioural management, and it was actually better for me to work in hospitality as a as a um, front desk person and, and a reservationist than it was to actually go and follow my my chosen career um, just because it was not financially um, we would have we would have been in financial hardship we wouldn't have been able to pay the mortgage if we'd actually done that so yeah sometimes you do have to make the sacrifice but you know again it, from a shift working perspective that became the savior it wasn't it wasn't um, it wasn't the, the, the detrimental effect full-time was yeah. Oh, very good. So I'm, I'm certainly hearing plenty of um, benefits coming through about working shift work, which we'll um, I'll talk about shortly in a little bit more. But before we do that, um, I just wanted to talk to you about um, eating healthy meals. I mean, we, we've actually both met at university. We're both studying nutritional medicine. Um, but eating healthy meals can be challenging at the best of times for many shift workers because we're plagued with fatigue and tiredness and we get into that I really can't be bothered to cook mode. Um, how did you go during that time preparing your meals um, for you and the rest of the family? Because you literally were juggling so much, so many hats happening there. How do you, yeah, that, yeah how do you kind of keep it all under control so that you are eating well? Um, okay, sometimes we probably just weren't eating that well. <laughs> um, yeah, to be fair, um, there were probably a few um, frozen meat pies in the in the uh, in the freezer that would come out with with some frozen peas and things. But um, look again, one of the things I'm a, I'm a bit of a gardener, so we would grow a lot of our own fruit and vegetables so um, and again it's something you can do with the kids you can get out and pot around in the garden and it's you know so um, so we had, we had fresh fruit and veg um, that, that we'd grown ourselves um, I was I'm also really lucky because my husband cooks so I love food and I love cooking and um, I would have to say though that we share it 50-50 so if one of us had a I can't be bothered moment and the, uh, then the other one would usually step up and cook. And, you know, we were poor, so we couldn't afford to go out. <laughs> and, you know, um, so it really was a case of, well, I, you know, I can't do this tonight. There's nothing left in the gas tank. And, um, and the other one steps in. And I've got to say that we're probably still like that now. Um, whilst I'm not working shift work, I go to work during the day and I have uni at night. Or on the weekends now, sometimes. I don't know why I signed up for that, but anyway. Um, and, you know, sometimes I, when you're working on assignments and things, and Darren will just come in and he'll go, why don't I take care of that for you? So, look, I think it, it probably helped that we met in the hospitality industry. We're both mad keen foodies. Um, you know, I don't know where he learned to cook. If his mum hears this, she'll tell you that it was her that taught him, and, and thank goodness for that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it does help when you've got a partner who um, kind of pulls their weight, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, I guess, the, the healthy foods, 
we've always been eaters of vegetables. We've always, you know, um, if anything, I think in our house we probably just ate too much. I think all the food was really good. Um, I just think there was just too much of it. And so the kids, our kids have grown up. They eat anything that you put in front of them um, and they know what they don't like and why they don't like it. So, uh, you know, if they're not going to eat it, they'll, they'll be really clear in saying, I don't like that, don't like the texture or it smells funny or it tastes funny or whatever. But they were never allowed to not try anything and then say, I don't like it or I don't eat that. It was like, well, you know what? There's not a lot of, there's no other option. It's either that or not. If you're not hungry, by all means, don't eat it. But but don't get fussy on me. We can't afford that. So, um, so yeah, it, it's, it's kind of been really helpful that, that both of us cook and that we do like lots of different types of food. Um, so food's never boring in our house. Um, the other trick that, that um, as the kids got older and we were working longer hours was bulk. I, I cook in bulk. I'll make bulk... Um, spaghetti like bolognese and then we'll have it as Mexican we'll have it as uh, you know uh, as um as Italian we'll we'll have you know put some cinnamon or or cloves or something in it and we call it Moroccan so it's it's just a big lot of of that's really clever (laughs) wow I would never have thought of that so yeah so it's at the end of the day it's a savory mince it's just you know what sort of extra things you add in it to give it flavor same thing with salads. I'll make up um, a big uh, coleslaw and just not dress it. And so for Asian night, you add some coriander and some lime. <laughs> and, and um, you know, if you're having sausages, then you just you know add some mayonnaise or whatever. But uh, so I've, I've been very clever about cooking in bulk. So there's always food in their fridge. So if you open up the fridge and you're hungry, more often than not, it's a proper meal that you'll put your hands on, not. Um, we don't have a house that's full of potato chips and biscuits and snacks and things. We have lots of fruit in the fridge um, or on the bench. So if you, you you want something sweet, it's like, oh, well, plums are in season, so that's what we've got in there at the moment. So, um, yeah, and it was cheaper. I know that some people think that eating whole foods and healthy food is expensive, but I've got to tell you that when you're buying real food and you're cooking it up and you're putting it in your fridge, that's what gets eaten. And our, our fridge is empty at the end of every week. And that's even after the kids have left home because the little buggers keep coming back and eating my food. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. I think probably a lot of people listening to that will be able to relate to that last bit, that's for sure. (laughs) But, um, yeah, well, thank you so very much for being so honest about the meat pies and the frozen peas because, again, I think a lot of us can relate to having those moments as well where it's like, you know what, I think I need something instant. And so long as that's not our diets, you know, seven days a week three meals a day I think and and here I am saying this as a as a nutritional medicine student but from my perspective also as a shift worker I I like to be a bit realistic to what people can do and can't do and how they're feeling at the time but you know that's in my mind that's I would, would would sort of agree with that so yeah and I also liked um the kind of the the secret for your situation there was having a bit of a husband that was a bit of a chefy which obviously made it so much easier. But, I mean, I take my hat off to him as well because he was working some pretty, pretty long, long hours as well. So that's, um, yeah, that's that's really good to hear uh, that, um, yeah, your husband sort of, I guess, as you said, you know, pulled his weight. And, look, I know different uh, there's different family dynamics out there. 
but I guess in your case it really does show that you know um, even he was no doubt feeling exhausted and tired and run down but he could see that you know you you have this drive and passion for doing other things as well and he's going you know what honey um you know move over let me take over it's a real partnership I think that's what it came down to it was a real partnership and we would talk about that about you know how's how how can we make this work for us both before we do anything Ah, lovely, nice. That's the secret, secret to a, a a happy marriage and a happy family and kids and not too many frying pans being thrown around the kitchen, perhaps, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps as well. So, yeah, very good. All right, so I'm going to lead into shift work and have its benefits, but I know that you've already touched on quite a few. But can you, I guess, name three situations when it really did benefit you as opposed to working nine to five? Uh, yeah, so look, I'll go back to saying, you know, when I'm studying, um, being able to work part-time and work shift work is, is really, has always been, you know, really helpful. Um, I think the fact that our kids were able to have us to, you know, they were able to have their parents at, at some stage of the day, they either had both or one of us, always. And so I know that, you know, when both parents are working nine till five, the kids are being dropped off at at um, sort of seven o'clock in the morning so the parents can get on the bus and go to work and then they're not getting picked up again until 5.30, sometimes six o'clock um, at night. And, and I know this because my daughter's in childcare, that's what she does. Um, and um, so they're really only having a couple of hours with mum and dad and it's and it's the witching hour. It's the, I'm hungry, I need a bath I'm, and that's just me, that's that's just the mums, that's not the kids. So it's it's not the best time of the day and, and then on the weekends, um, you know, there's lots of sports and things like that so people aren't necessarily getting a lot of family time. So I, I think that, you know, that shift work thing has allowed us to actually sp- spend some real quality time just hanging out with our kids um, and and if I can talk about very briefly, my brother is a shift worker as well, and I've watched them and their family, and and exactly the same thing. That's been a real benefit is that um, they've had one or other of the parents at home who's been able to take them to their sports, who's been able to support them during their school, you know. Um, fates whether it's baking or doing whatever you know um, my sister-in-law was able to be there for that sort of thing and then she worked at night and and vice versa and 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 um, so yeah I think from a family perspective I think you can make it work I think it's a really um, big advantage Um, and then probably the last thing again hails back to to you know well I won't say how many years ago um, but it was that whole thing about you know being able to work on weekends um, meant that there was actually a little bit of extra money in my pocket Um, and uh, because most of my friends were quite clever like that it meant that we would work probably four days we'd work Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday and then we would actually just go and sit on the beach for the rest of the time (laughs) now we were young we didn't really have a lot of house to do um but you know we we were probably pulling in with our shift you know shift loadings and all of those sorts of things the same as our our colleagues who were you know working Monday to Friday without all of that sort of stuff they were working five days and um you know, when you work shift work, you get to go to the mall when it's quiet. You know, everybody else's. <laughs> so there, there are definitely advantages. And and I know. Watch my my um, eldest daughter now, who comes home and complains that she's having to work when other people are all out. But I said to her, you know, the longer you stay in the industry, I said, the more people you're going to know who are going to have weird times like you. I said, and and they tend to be your tribe. And 
you know, and, and you can all make it work. So it, we, uh, when I was an HR manager and I was hiring people coming into the, you know, kids coming into work in hospitality for the first time, I, I wouldn't, I, I would often say to them, you are not being hired for a job. This is a profession and a lifestyle. And if you if you don't think that getting up at five o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning sometimes is is something that's available to you and and that you can look forward to and come in and smile at these people that you're serving breakfast to or you know moving their luggage around, then this is not the industry for you. Especially if you didn't finish until ten o'clock last night. And so I would often give them you know the the ugly side of the hours that we kept and things. But I'd also say you know you make some beautiful friends, some lifelong friends um you get to travel you get to and obviously it was the industry that was the industry that we were in but I I definitely think there is just as much positives as there are negatives it it really is about the um the way that you look at it lovely perfect and I think um yeah I'm all about mindset and I definitely believe it's it's our attitude um, that can make or break us in this sort of industry and you've certainly touched on a lot of things there um, that that certainly make sense and you know particularly you know you're talking about the financial side of it there there is a bit of commotion in the media at the moment that they are looking at taking that away and I'm going to definitely say from a, a, an employee perspective sorry Mary Lee I know you've been working in HR but um, um, you know, particularly as you get older, you know, we do make a lot of sacrifices from the from the fact that we are working public holidays, Christmases and all these times when your our average, um, I guess our nine to five working cousins, as I like to call them, you know, they are enjoying that family time together. And it is a, it is a sacrifice and it's a sacrifice that we elected to sign up for. Um, but I think it's it's quite um, worthy, I guess, that we, we get a bit financially just um, – you know, rewarded for doing that. Look, I agree, and and I think when I when I say that, and when I thought from that perspective, it really is. I'm thinking about a particular industry, um, but when I think about the nurses and the paramedics and the doctors and the, all of those people, man, the stuff that they're doing for us and the times of the day that they're doing it, they should absolutely be. You know, it's not just about, well, I'm starting at 11 and finishing at 8. They're going through the night. They're going, like you say, through Christmas and New Year's. And um, we had a scenario recently in our family where um, my nephew received a organ. He's, he, required a, a new, he required a transplant, um, a liver transplant. And, and that came on Christmas Day. And, you know, right in the middle of that season, um, those doctors and nurses, they were there for the family. They did everything that they possibly could. And I think HR hat or not on, you cannot... Um, you cannot take away penalty rates for people who who are doing that. And working for the community, the police officers, the everything. So, yeah, look... I, I, I say these things, but I don't really mean them. <laughs> you really are on the side of the, sh- of the actual oh, yeah. shift worker, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I was a terrible HR manager. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and my sister's a nurse as well, so I can, I can relate to what you're saying there. I mean, gosh, they save lives, um, as do my previous possession, sorry, profession of um, getting people from A to B during these, um, these um, times as well. So, yeah, very, very interesting. So you're no longer working shift work. 
<laughs> and your kids have since left home. How do you keep yourself healthy now? Uh, okay, so I guess probably you know being a nutritionist, and I don't know whether the nutrition came first or the, the food inclination, um, but really it's about um, uh, enjoying whole foods. So we eat very well, we shop at the markets, and we try and, you know, we go early in the morning and, and, and get the freshest produce we can. We eat organic where we can, and, and, you know, that's not always affordable. It's not always available to us, but when it is, um, then, then that's what we do. Um, I exercise regularly. I spend time with my friends and family. I think that's probably... Um, one of the the things that um, we've always had to juggle about when we you know when we catch up we had to be very organized about you know if somebody wanted to invite you to a party they've got to do it sort of three months in advance before the rosters are written and, and they don't always get that people don't always get that so so um, the, the things that we're enjoying at the moment is you know a phone call somebody rings you on Saturday morning and says do you want to catch up tonight and we go yes Yes, because we can do that now. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I think that, that um, food's a big part of it, exercise is a big part of it. I, I learnt the hard way that overworking will do bad things to you. Um, so I am a lot gen- more gentle on myself and I don't uh, have the types of A-type expectations that I once had. Um, but I had to learn that the hard way. Uh, and um, and yeah, really, just having that family time. I, you know, it's still important that the girls come home and and we have dinners together and we sit around and enjoy each other's time. You know, time with each other. And um, I think it's probably it's actually living a more simpler life. I actually think I'm healthier now than I have been in years, um, just because I've slowed down and am probably more aware and mindful about what I'm doing, whether it's eating, exercising, working, everything. It's, you know, it's about being present and, um, and enjoying the moment, I think is probably a, a big thing for me at the moment. And I, and I think that that really is, I feel like I've gotten off the treadmill. And I know that people who know me who will listen to this will go no she hasn't she's still going 100 miles an hour um but I was going 200 miles an hour before so you know give me some <laughs> give me some credit I'm slowed down uh, um so yeah that that's that's kind of what what we do what we do now and we like spending time together you know Darren and I um the last when he when he finally gave up this last gig where he was he was running a restaurant he was there you know he only worked five days which was fantastic but um but he was there all day when you know he he would leave home at 10 and not get home until 11 or 12 um and it hit him that the kids had left home and the time when we really had the opportunity to be spending time with just him and I, not as mum and dad, but as Darren and Mary Lee, um, he was working. So that was, the, that was the kicker for him. That's why he gave it up and he, came, he went back to working in training and development so that he could actually spend some time with me. So I thought that was lovely too. So yeah, that, I think that's probably just that, that time is, is the, the big thing at the moment. Nice quality time with each other, a bit of catch up. Yeah, yeah, I think I can I can definitely relate to a lot of that because my um, husband also does shift work. We've both been shift workers pretty much actually since we met each other, so well over twenty years. So I can definitely relate to a lot of the um, you know going out and being invited out on a Saturday night. It's like oh my gosh, we both can go. <laughs> 
Like that's just a miracle. So, yeah. And I guess also too I wanted to mention that you'd be feeling better obviously from now that you're sleeping so much more. Yeah, we're not having that disrupted sleep pattern, which is like 90% of of, um, what we struggle with working 24-7. So just in closing, um, Mary Lee, what's your key piece of advice that you could share with our listeners? If someone's listening out there and they're just struggling so much with trying to juggle family life around shift work and it's just not working for them at all, what would be your key piece of advice that you could give them? Um, if getting out's not an option, which often it isn't, um, I think good planning. I actually think sitting down with your partner and having a look at what's coming up, when is it coming up, um, and setting some priorities around the things that you can control and the things that you can't. So it's it's about looking at, well, I can't control the roster. That That's just how it comes out. So let's let's look at you know and map it out you know get it have have one calendar with everybody's movements on it this is when mum's working this is when dad's working this is when you know johnny needs to be at play group or whatever it is and this is when mary needs to be doing this so that um once you can see it it becomes much more manageable um and you start to be able to see well this just can't happen either there's we need to pull somebody else into the mix or that, that thing can't be part of what part of this week or this month or whatever planning time you have. But I think that sitting down and planning and negotiating, because sometimes it's about negotiating and saying, I really want to go to that thing um, and I know that, that you're working, but if there's any way, you know, it's four weeks out, if there's any way you can change your roster so that I can go. And, you know, I think it really is a case of, of that, that, that planning time and... And like I say, managing what you, managing the things that you have control over, and and not worrying about the things that you can't control because there's so much so much energy spent worrying about stuff that you can't control. It's like okay, just and keep it manageable. I think often we put a lot of expectation on ourselves to have kids in every after school activity and to go to every function, and I think. You know, sometimes you've got to learn to be a little bit more discriminate about where you go and how you spend your time and where you spend your energy. And and I I found that putting my energy into with, with the family, um, into the planning about how how was our week going to be, it just kind of fell into place then, and it didn't feel like as much hard work. So you, you weren't having to negotiate on the run when you're tired and you're hungry and the kids are screaming at you. Um, it was all done ahead of time when your head was clear and hopefully you'd had a half decent night's sleep. And um, and and that would really be my big tip is is about sitting down and getting organised. Wow, that sounds um, like a phenomenal um, advice, actually, Mary Lee. Uh, Yeah, I've I've lost my words with that one. It was so good. Uh, Yeah, I mean, just all of that, you know, being pre-planning obviously would take so much stress away from the whole experience as well, which uh, as a shift worker, our bodies are already biologically stressed in that fight or flight uh, mode because of our lack of sleep with our... um, adrenal glands are just continually pumping out cortisol and adrenaline that we're already stressed just from working shift work alone so by being able to like take your advice and 
learn how to reduce the the parts of our of our life that we can change and that's yeah that's uh, just very important so I'm hoping that um, some of our listeners out there will be able to take some really good advice from that so Mary Lee now you currently work as a health coach for Genesis Health and Lifestyle if people are wanting to learn more about your coaching services where can they go to find you if you've got a, a, a Facebook page a website I'm a bit slack, really. Um, yes, I do have a Facebook page. Uh, it's uh, Facebook, um, Genesis Health and Lifestyle. Um, people can send me messages there and I respond to them pretty quickly, although I think uh, Facebook tells me I've only got a 50, 50% response rate, which is rubbish because I respond straight away. So I'm not happy with the algorithms. But anyway, <laughs> um, so that's probably the best way to, to get a hold of me. Um, and uh, I... Uh, I, I've managed to probably um, book in my clients around, you know, my consulting work and my studies and everything like that. So if, if they have any questions, I'm more than happy to answer answer them. Um, and if they are interested in perhaps having me as their health and nutrition coach, then I'm more than happy to um, to try and work out a time that could work for them as well. Wonderful. Sounds like you're still juggling things, even without kids now. So well done. Well done. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Mary Lee. It's been so much fun. You've provided a lot of really helpful information and I've even managed to understand some of your th- accent. <laughs> and I'm sure our listeners will have picked up some handy tips from you as well. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Audra. Thanks for having me today. Well, that's it for our next edition of the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. I'd love to hear your feedback and there are many ways you can do this. Via my Facebook page, The Healthy Shift Worker, through my website, healthyshiftworker.com or you can visit The Wellness Couch at thewellnesscouch.com and leave a comment there. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to share it with other shift workers who you think may benefit and you can also leave us a five-star rating in the iTunes store which will help me to spread the Healthy Shift Worker message to shift workers and organisations all around the world. If you'd like access to more free resources including my newsletter just visit my website healthyshiftworker.com and enter your name and email address thank you so much for tuning in and listening until next time may you continue to be as healthy as you possibly can be despite working 24 7 this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.